Hello, welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahemuli Jr. Joining me as always is the internet Jesus himself, Sean Walker. I thought I told you, Hema, you need to stop calling me the internet, internet Jesus. You need to stop calling me the internet Jesus because I've converted to internet Islam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are we gonna get? Oh, are we gonna get internet car bombed right now? <laughs> are we? Gonna, I think. I think <laughs> that. Okay, I, I think there was an internet fatwa put out by the internet ayatollah against <laughs> Sean Walker. <laughs> and then that was the lovely That's voice fair. of our That's local fair. lovable Canuck Zach Hicken. Um, before we get internet suicide bombed for this podcast, <laughs> shout out to all my Muslim friends out there though because they're <laughs> awesome. Seriously, I, they I are do, seriously. I do want to say that for real. Like I have a lot of Muslim friends. Y- y'all are really awesome. Um, if I ever do leave my faith, um, that that might be where I go. Do we want to? Do we want to delve into this? Because I've actually I want to be a flat I've earther. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a religion, though. Yeah, I don't think that's a religion. Sure, it is. Scientology is one. Well, sure it uh, is. Well, I'm kind mm, of. Mm, sort of. Sorry to our Scientologist like... listeners, but <laughs> I mean, what would you go to if me? Yeah, religious religion wise. If I could pick a religion. Are, are we gonna get like super offensive? No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm trying to be one hundred percent serious here. We're we're probably already there though, so yeah. you might as well. Okay, um, probably. Jeez, I don't know. You'd probably join the Westboro Baptist Church, wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> but no, it's not oh. for the reason you think. It's okay. not because I'm, I'm super just racist. <laughs> no, no. What I would do is just blow it up from the inside. Oh, oh. like Galahad. Okay. Yeah, it'd be like a sleeper sense. cell. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel really weird saying this because I'm Christian, but like maybe Judaism. <laughs> so I do. I do have Jewish blood in my defense. Okay. Like I am part Jewish. So, okay. like I am currently Christian, but I'm part I think Jewish. We're all a little part Jewish. So I feel like. So I feel like if I were to cross over to Islam, so like, what tribe are you I could from? just kind of. No comment. That's that's a really personal question. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll talk off pod. I'll talk off pod. Um, oh, before we go on any further blaspheming other let's, religions, let's ask. We're our... not doing any blasphemy. <laughs> I was legitimately curious. I have I, this. I think we need lot. to ask that question of our special guest here. Right. We're joined today. Uh, a new person on the pod. Welcome. It is his first and last pod, most likely. Um, oh yeah, big time. Suu's own Kurt Meekum. SU zone, huh? That's uh, not the first time I'm going to hear that one. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. You know, I feel special being on here. You know, I, I don't have much else to do tonight. So, <laughs> so uh, we but, basically. But Kurt, Kurt, we as, basically your, made as, your, come. Uh, as your first time on this pod, I just want to say I really, I really like the shirt that you're wearing. And also. Nice leather pants. <laughs> I kind of knew that was coming. Thanks, so, Sean. for those of you listening, we've got. Um, this is the podcast, episode 18, uh, Sports Beat After Hours, where we talk about everything we didn't talk about in our regular Sports Beat show. Uh, we've or got, stuff we didn't screw up. We're just like kind oh of redeeming ourselves. Uh, yeah. It was 
the show is kind of a disaster and it's my fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <clears throat> the uh, It's not entirely your yeah, fault. Yeah, not entirely. I'm proud to say none of that was my fault. <laughs> yeah. It, it was not Kurt's fault. That's true. So the, the He's about the only one that's blameless in this room, I think. <laughs> yeah. <though>. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this, like, I don't even work for TV and somehow I was to blame for half of it. So the, so this podcast is it's just that. It's just us talking about whatever we want to talk about. Today we're joined by our intern, Kurt. Uh, he... We've talked about you before on the podcast. Um, we were mostly. Should I, should I be worried about this? <laughs> well, I don't know. I we've been throwing hints out there to see if you listen, right? Um, and we were just like, when he come the next time we see him, if he uh, if he heard our hints, then we know he listens to the podcast. Yeah, because I think we said something like, if I you wear like I can do this, uh, a LeBron James jersey yeah. with a Lakers hat yep. and LeBron James shoes. Yep. Um, then we know you you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or there was like, yeah, we we just like said like. If I, if I were in basically, we've been trying. You hat. Yeah. Yeah. Our our goal for the last <laughs> four or five weeks has been to get you on the pod, but yeah. we keep forgetting to ask. Oh yeah. my gosh. Um, so we've wanted you to come on for a while just because it'd be fun. But uh, yeah, we just. But we've been trying to make you take the initiative and ask to be on the podcast, and you haven't been da- getting the hint. Right, because we're prideful. Because I haven't and been hearing the hint. <laughs> Basically, we wanted you to be straightforward enough to come out and ask us if you could be on the pod. So Pretty much, we wanted you to beg to be on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We to, wanted to feel I important. I had to come out of the closet to be on the pod. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Kurt, I mean, earlier being, question. I mean, asking, us asking you to be on the podcast, who do you think you are? James the Mormon? Come on. Come on, Because <laughs> that, that's the- Shout uh, out to JTM. <laughs> That's the uh, group that you're treading with right now. But let's ask uh, religion. If you could, if you switch to another religion, okay. what would it be? Oh. Besides your current one, and you don't have to say what you currently are. But sure. I don't know. I, th- I think I'd go with the Seventh Day. Oh, Seventh Day nice. Adventist. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of family that are Seventh Day Adventists. By yeah. the way, uh, uh, I've met a lot, and I respect them a lot. Okay. So. I think I I could go there and be about the same man I am now. But you would have Sundays off to watch football. That is, and <laughs> go, to, go to football. Go to football games. You know that that college game might not be so hot, but uh, oh right, pro games. No pro games. no high no college games. That's for sure. Oh and no, no high school games either. No high school games. Because it'd be after sunset. Yeah, um, I have, I have a lot of friends who are NFL fans, and you're making me think that they should convert to Seventh Day Adventist. Well, I mean. It, if they're if they convert to Judaism too, it'd be pretty much the same. That's also yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The That's seventh fair. day is just a Christian one, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally That's understandable. Fair. That's fair. I like that. I don't. There are a lot of religions I'm a big fan of. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's a debate whether or not. So some people I've I've talked to people. I'm like, oh, what? Like, do you have a religion? They're like, not really, but I'm Buddhist. That's not a religion, is it? Yeah, it is. Buddhism is totally define religion. religion. Oh, yeah. No, it absolutely is. How is How? it not? Because there's you don't what I mean. There's there is a legitimate like, like a reli- for- a religion is like a belief system yeah. that you like hold to a higher power. And yeah, Buddhism and it's be... and it's a way of life. Like and also for for like government nirvana. and yeah. taxation purposes. With Buddha, yeah. And for like governmental and taxation purposes, there are also certain classifications. And like in that regard, there is a religion that is formally recognized by the U.S. government called the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. There is. So I mean, well, I don't true. see why. And Buddhism you can wear can, a, uh, can a colander on top of your head. Yeah, you can wear a colander on top of your head in your uh, driver's license picture. 
Yeah. It's true. True story. Huh. That seems like a lot of work. But let's move on from religion. Okay. Um, and let's talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> For if, yeah, if you haven't stopped listening yet, <laughs> see you guys next week. Uh, no, I'm just Thanks, kidding. Um, but let's talk. Uh, so we did our third college football preview this week. Sure. It was the uh, Utah State Aggies located up in uh, Ogden. Ogden. Excuse me, Logan. <laughs> Shout out to the good people of Ogden. Um, I like how, no, like I like how me and Zach told that to, oh wait no it was me i told it to i spoke it into jaron rod's earpiece you were there I yeah, think. yeah 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 and uh i was like i think i said something and then you were like yeah you said, you i said uh utah state it. is in ogden yeah that's right and did i don't think rod got jeremiah laughed and then rod kind of like with all other jokes that happened with rod rod was just kind of like what are you talking about it's not in ogden He's like, just so you guys know, it's in Logan. We're like, yeah. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> oh, goodness. But so anyways. we spent the last week yeah, putting together a college football preview for Utah State. And um, safe to say I've learned more about Utah State in the last week than I did in the last five years. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, an understatement. I didn't know anything. For some reason, I keep forgetting the quarterbacks. Name. I now know it's Jordan Love. I thought right. at one point it was Jalen. I think Jordan Love. I'm pretty no, sorry, sure it's Jordan Love. Uh, I'm Jacob pretty sure Love, I asked about like Chucky, Kevin Love. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, like, I thought Kent Myers he was coming there. back. Yeah, um, I didn't know. I, I legitimately didn't know anyone else because um, uh, was it was it you I was talking to the other day who was like, yeah, maybe uh, you know Jordan Love could be really good this year since it's his senior year and all. Yeah, he's a sophomore. Yeah, he's, I don't know. He's very much a sophomore. Um, I'm sorry. Guys, but I just don't know a lot about Utah State. They are play on CBS Sports Network. I don't have that channel. Actually, right. they play um, on Facebook now. So yeah, they play on Facebook five now. Five games on Facebook. This five year. games Wild. out of seven five Mountain games. West. So it's more accessible to anyone who has an internet connection, which That's is true. good. Um, unfortunate for the people up in Logan because you know internet's still working its way up there. I think. It, I think. <laughs> um, well, I think they could just hop over to Smithfield where they have internet. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, in in all reality, I do think that Utah State's gonna be solid this year. They look great. I yeah. hope. I they hope. have a good group of guys. They might have the best offensive line in the Mountain West Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, five returning starters. Their defense is going to be pretty good. Uh, they're going to have to solidify that back half, losing Dallin Levitt and uh, Jalen Davis. Um, but bringing How back a dare quarterback. you? All-American? Yeah, sorry. All-American Jalen Davis, who's now playing for... Miami. Miami, Miami. yeah. Uh, Possibly starting with one uh, Tory McTire. And Dallin Levitt is playing in Oakland, uh, last I heard. Um, so I, I assume he's still on the roster. Um, but, yeah, I think that they're going to have a pretty solid team. Um, yeah, Jordan Love's going to keep improving. Um, he was kind of thrust into a tough situation last year when right. Kent Myers went down, but I th- feel like he handled it pretty well and he has enough talent around him that i feel like he's going to be able to succeed in the mountain west conference i mean he has a great arm he's he seems like he has the the a really good football iq um we saw flashes of his brilliance last season so yeah it's just having the the starting position all to himself he should be able to blossom pretty quickly well and one thing he did too which is saying a lot because um there was a former Utah State quarterback who was a phenom as a freshman, he set a lot of Utah State freshman quarterback records, mm-hmm. um, surpassing the great Chucky Keaton, who, you know, is debatably among the best uh, 
quarterbacks in Utah State history. Yeah, most most passing yards by a freshman quarterback in USU history, and he did it in, in six games. Just over six games, six yeah. and a half games. And Chucky Keaton was a star when he was a freshman, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot. So that's really impressive for what he was able to do. Chucky Keaton also back in Ogden. I mean, Logan. I mean, Logan. <laughs> yeah, he's back Utah as a State. GA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it'll be good to have Chucky around. I think that Chucky's, you know, um, going to be a guy that can kind of teach him the nuances of the quarterback position and help him as uh, being the uh, the B-mock on campus, um, the big man on campus on campus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. That uh, one for being the B-mock up at Utah State. And, and speaking of being don't back. Don't say he's going to do anything except I, for succeeding. Jordan Love's not the only one who's back on this team. I mean, they've got 18 returning starters. Most of their offensive line is, in back, is back. Guys like Quinn starters, Ficklin. Right? Um, at least four. Is it all five? It might be I th- all five. I think it was all five. Um, yeah, they, they have – they're – so this is something that's kind of interesting they that lost we were maybe, talking about earlier. Yeah, they lost um, maybe their best wide receiver in the off season, but they've got the next like five. Right. So, I mean, that should be good. Ronquavian Tarver is primed for another yeah, I was breakout say, Tarver year. Tarver is good. Dax Raymond is a great tight end. And one thing we were talking about earlier was the way that Utah State has been able to su- succeed with a lot of overlooked talent mm-hmm. um, that's being passed up by other schools in the state. Dax Raymond is a guy that was in right. BYU's backyard, and he goes up to Utah State, and he's tearing it up. Um, and he was really good at Tempe. Uh, uh, Roman Andrus was a guy that, after his freshman year, I think he left BYU to go to Snow because of a lack of playing time. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really any possibility. And now he's, you know, possibly the center – or sorry, not the center, but the anchor for that offensive line with Quinn Ficklin, who's another guy that transferred out because he was buried behind T. John Caroma and Parker mm-hmm. Daw for years. It's almost like – BYU dropped the ball <laughs> on recruiting when most of Utah State's like really good players in the past couple seasons. Have well, I, been I think that BYU guys. Yeah, I don't think that this is something that like isn't like able to like. I wouldn't disagree with you, and it's not something that like can be disagreed on. Is that under Broncos tenure, BYU missed a lot of guys. I mean, it was Britton Covey for crying out loud. Yeah, um, who literally was did. like in BYU's backyard. His family's a BYU family, yeah. and they passed up on him. He looks great, by the way, because fall camp starting, and uh, he looks like he and, hasn't. In lost case you guys step. weren't aware, fall camp is starting. Bro, it is starting for last weekend without football, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, fall camp starting. Well, for all the schools. I mean, um, for those who don't watch the CFL, the what? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. As no. a Montreal Alouettes fan, I do. I no longer watch the CFL. <laughs> But, yeah, what I was going to say is... Um, Looking at you, Johnny Football. A discussion I was having with Jeremiah and Rod and Matt earlier is that one thing that Kalani's done really well with recruiting is that he's able to target these guys at a young age and sell them on BYU. But Even if they don't go there eventually. But here's the thing. is <laughs> The problem is, is that all these guys are getting to be too good. Right. And they're going elsewhere, like Brandon Cajo. Um, Apuica. Yeah, Apuica. Uh I think um, Lucky Fotu and his brother were both BYU commits at one point. Hmm. Uh, both ended up at the U. I think Bradley and I was like really considering BYU at one point. For, former one offensive coordinator Puka. Robert and I's nephew. Yeah, oh, Puka Nakua was. I mean, his brother played safety for the team, and now Puka's off to USC. Uh, yeah, I think Puka was always a guy who was maybe a little bit bigger than BYU and Utah. Uh, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, but. Pukanaku is too big for this state. I've yes. said it before. I've yeah. said it publicly. He's he's too big for in-state football. Ty too Jones big. was like another guy that 
I mean, Utah completely botched his recruitment. Um, he was committed to Utah at one he point. He was committed to he Utah. He was committed to Utah, and Utah, and Utah at one Utah point. gave him standing room only tickets on his official visit, and he decommitted <laughs> after. Yeah, he quickly decommitted. <laughs> and then he went to Washington. This. Oh, it oh, was – he, like, put it on Twitter. He put Utah football on blast. He said – Hey, thanks for uh, – it was his mom's first ever college football game. Uh-huh. And they, um, about, they were all standing. And they put them in standing room only, and he was – Not like, on the sideline? They didn't even get sideline passes. Yeah, no oh, side my gosh. Passes. He was, like, really upset about it. And so – So I actually spoke to Ty Jones. Spoiler alert. I'm from Provo, same high school as Ty. Okay. I actually spoke to him, like, right after he decommitted because of that from Utah. And he was inches away from committing to BYU. Well, he was inches away from BYU, period. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he, was, he was right next because the, it was the next week or two weeks later or something like that. He took, his offic- he took an official visit to BYU and they did like the exact opposite as Utah, which weird, BYU, Utah, exact opposites, right? Um, but they, they like brought him in, gave him the whole sideline pass, um, like – Took his mom like up to the press box for pregame Takanos, which if you guys haven't heard the secret, there's Takanos in the press box. Before hey, BYU sh- sh- I'm trying to be the guy who shoots BYU games this year. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, him gone, him so is going to be joining can. me, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's almost as good as the food at the in the SUU press box. That little Caesar's pizza is divine. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chan- to Chanel. Um, but uh, but so so Ty Jones takes his mom to BYU on his official visit, like right after Utah. And it was, they just wined and dined him perfectly. They, like, took him through campus, like, all day long. Like, bought him, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, all this extra stuff. And he was about ready to go. And then at the 11th hour, Washington came in. And and they were like, and, yeah. we're Washington. And Chris Peterson was <laughs> like, hey, by the way, you might be starting as a freshman. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, here we go. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to start this year. Like, there's a very good chance he starts this year as a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, and Anywho. another guy, Cameron Law, too, is another guy that BYU had, and he ended up as a five-star going to Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that BYU's done well is being able to target guys who are talented but who are, you know, skyrocketing a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I mean, college football's back, though, so we don't have to talk recruiting anymore. We can actually talk about the real product on the field. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we went out and covered all three major university uh, their fall camps. Yeah, this week, Hema, did you get a chance to go to any? Um, no, I was supposed to go to Utah's and on Friday. Yeah, and then you're supposed to ask Kyle Winningham the uh, the dreaded <laughs> Urban Meyer question, right? <laughs> right. I was so, supposed to ask you. So we're sitting in the office on Friday. <laughs> Backstory for this: we're sitting in the office on Friday, editing videos, getting ready for the Utah State preview, and Rod walks in. And he goes, "Hey." Uh, I got to anchor the six, so I need someone to go over to Utah and go ask Kyle about Urban Meyer and see what he says. And me and Hammond just look at each other and we're just like, Whew. yeah, of all the That's coaches in loaded, Utah, like, I'm not going to ask Wit about Urban, <laughs> Urban Meyer, like possibly getting fired. <laughs> so I look at, I look at Hema and Hema's just looking at me and he's like, so, and Rod's just like, oh, yeah, you guys can just decide that between yourselves. And I just look at him, and I can tell him is just like, I don't want to go. <laughs> and I don't right. want to go either. It's a wrap. Because Thanks, guys. Last week, I got stuck going to the Salt Lake Bees game, which was the worst Bees <laughs> game that I they had the entire season. Yeah. And so I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, I went to the Bees game. And, and I'm like, just like, in my mind, no, as soon as he's like, decide between you two, I looked at him and I'm like, ah, oh, he went to that crappy Bees game. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I look at him and he's just like, yeah, I guess I'll go. And then we ended up not having to go. But um, 
Yeah, uh, a lot of a couple interesting moves that we saw. Uh, yeah. One was Bo Hodge uh, is moving to running back, so the BYU quarterback competition from day one is down to three. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it's really down to two, if you yeah. ask me. I think it's down sure. to Joe Critchlow and Tanner Mangum. Um, I've kind of said it all summer. I think that unless Zach don't, Wilson— Don't count out Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has looked like—I mean, just in terms of like a pure mechanic and, and athletic perspective, he's looked like the best quarterback in that competition at times. Now, he, that being no, said, there's a big difference between doing that in practice— and doing that in a Division One college football game there on is. the road at Arizona, for example. There is. And I think that through the majority of spring up until the spring game, I think Zach Wilson probably was the guy. Um, and then Joe Critchlow just blew it out of the water in the mm-hmm. spring game. And I would say heading into fall camp, he was probably the favorite of the coaching staff based on comments from Ed Lamb in the spectrum um, saying that Joe Critchlow could potentially be one of the greatest BYU quarterbacks of all time. Among. Pretty, among. Among. It pr- still pretty I'm loaded. Still pretty loaded. Yeah, it's um, pretty loaded. I, I For personally a guy with three career starts. Yeah, yeah. And I personally ginger. thought that it was a and a ginger. <laughs> I I personally thought, hey, one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks in BYU history is a ginger. It's John Bag. Sure, that's true. I'm not saying that's fair. gingers are no, bad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Based off of BYU merit, yes. Yeah. But what I was going to say is I, based on what I heard at Media Day and what I saw at Media Day and kind of the feelings that I got from Media Day, I thought it was going to be Tanner Mangum. Um, well, based I, on experience, it's probably his job to lose. Sure. Um, but honestly, I think that he's kind of at the point of his career that he's if he doesn't win it, he's going to be ready to be the next guy up, and he's going to support whoever ends up winning that quarterback competition. Absolutely. I, I also agree. Like, I think it's going to be Tanner, but I really think, okay, the other quarterbacks, they do have a shot, but, like, really, can, Tanner's going to be the first guy to take that snap against Arizona. He'll I, really have to really F things up Sean's making for, a someone face. Else, for someone else to take a spot. I think it's a legitimate competition, guys. I really do. You think do. it's a real competition? I really think it's a very legitimate competition but, because I don't think you can count out how good of a spring Joe Critchlow had and also how good he he UMass. ended his season. UMass. Right. He, so he comes off throwing three interceptions at UMass, and then he follows that up a week later by just looking like an all-pro quarterback, granted, against Hawaii. Okay, I was going to say it was against but Hawaii. we're talking about the differences between UMass and Hawaii here. Fairly negligible. Right, so he rebounded very well. He finished the season on a very strong note. Um, he's also still the first freshman quarterback to win his first road start in BYU history. I think that's all the qualifiers I got. There's a lot of qualifiers but against UNLV. Yeah, when he won at UNLV. That's a, that's uh, so that has an asterisk mark right by it. <laughs> well, still, I mean, he, his three starts are UNLV, UMass, and Hawaii. What was Tanner Mangum's first road get. start? Uh, it been the game after the Boise State game, right? It was UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Yeah, that was a great game, which, by the way. I was which he, me and Sean were which, on the on that flight together. He had to a that great, game and back. He had a great game. Tanner Mangum did. Yeah, that, that game. They just had no. Legitimately, zero Bronco game. lost that game. The the, yeah. the coaching lost that game for BYU. Yeah. Me and Sean were at that game together. That was actually True my story. first uh, road game that I covered as a media member. Fun True story. Fact. It was a great game. I also uh, slept in my car that night. I was, that's another story for another. <laughs> I podcast. about did because the uh, the traffic was so bad <laughs> yeah, leaving the Rose that, Bowl. Yeah, that's a story for another podcast. We'll get into that later. Oh, um, but but I, so I don't I don't think you can dis. I'm just saying I don't think you can discount how good Joe Critchlow looked last year and all through the spring. He looked and good again, enough to not, move Bo Hodge to running back from day one of fall camp. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think that says something. I think that very much speaks to something. And so because of that, you go, well, Tanner Mangum's experience, but Joe Critchlow with kind of this new flavor and he's building into himself. He's so much more confident than he was last year, too. Like, it's really hard for me to overstate how confident he looks in this fall. Well, I think camp. all of them look more confident. I think part of it has to do with the coaching. Um, they say this is from, I mean, granted, this is all interview, so a lot of this is blowing sunshine, uh, you know, up where the sun don't shine. But um, Tanner Mangum was saying that they have a better understanding and grasp of this offense so far through fall camp than they did in year two of Ty at this point in fall camp, which is pretty sad because if they weren't able to get Ty's offense down after two years yeah, um, and have more understanding of Grimes' offense, now it could be that they're working harder because of how bad Ty was like a 14-year NFL quarterback, though. That's a lot of quarterbacking to put into an offense. Yeah. It was probably like freaking inception, like trying to learn the playbook. Well, here's the thing is Taysom Hill was able to walk into an NFL quarterback room and understand what was necessary to like all the verbiage and everything from day one because of how complicated Ty's offense was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, moving on to Utah. Uh, the story are we ready is. To move on? Yeah. The story okay. about Utah is that they look Britain freaking Covey's awesome. Britton Covey's back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Britton Covey. Covey's back. And there's Everyone's, a lot of excitement. Almost everybody's back, basically. is I mean, Britton Covey, obviously. But like, you've got. Except for one of their top receivers from last year. Who I accidentally almost put in the uh, highlight video. <laughs> oh, right. Um, I wasn't going to I wasn't gonna put you on blast there. But, no, but right. it, it worked out better. We put Covey in those instead. Yeah. <laughs> it Covey, worked out. But, I mean, Covey, yeah, Nakua's back. Uh, they've got a starting quarterback back. Four or five Zach Moss, back. who is probably the Zach Moss. second or third best player in the state, is back. Exactly. Probably my favorite running back right now. To, yeah. to watch. Chase Hansen's back. He's probably the best player in the state this year. Bradley and I, best defensive end, probably. Um, Lucky he looks Fotu. Great. Lucky Fotu. Um, oh, their team's going to be legit their this quarter, year. Uh, cornerbacks, their cornerbacks core looks great. Yeah. Freaking Julian uh, um, Blackman. Blackman's coming back. Uh, if, if we are, to answer Kurt's question, if we are nitpicking something about Utah, um, it's you better hope that Brandon Covey really does hit the ground running because that wide receiver core is a little bit thin. It's not overly deep. But again, depending on I mean, Covey looks great coming back, so that might not be an issue at all. Oh, but I think they also have a like a good enough stable of running backs that they could probably just kind of grind it out. Focus on the ground game. They could pr- the they could probably throw out Zach and I a wide receiver and be fine. I I I mean, I don't doubt that they're not Or at as, least Hema. They're not as deep. <laughs> they're not as deep as they were, but I think Britain's just so special. Like, he's got this thing, this game-changing quality. So I think they'll be fine. Well, and here's something that I'm going to say, and this is pretty far out there. Utah State – or, sorry, Utah has always had a really good defensive line up front. Sure. Always had a good secondary. Mm-hmm. Really talented guys. One place that they've been lacking on the defense for dynamic playmakers is at linebacker. Right. I think that if they can get Francis Bernard eligible oh, for the right. season – this is going to be the best linebacker core that Utah's had since joining the Pac-12. Can you imagine with both of them, uh, Chase Hansen and Cody Barton, who was right. you know an animal last season? I mean, he's not the the most dynamic guy, but he just gets the job done. Yeah, but I, I definitely think that if Francis is there on run support, Chase has 
you know, obviously secondary experience, so he can cover. It's going to be just well, Chase is just going to be really, like another Fred Warner out in that exactly. position playing that that's flash a great, linebacker position. That's a great comparison. Um, and for as good as Fred was in coverage, Chase is a former safety. Like he's going to be even better. Like Fred Warner has ground grinded out a uh, starting position it, it, for the 49ers at middle linebacker. Wearing the green dot on his helmet because he's able to, uh, because of his coverage skills. Yeah. Hot take. Okay, you guys ready for this? I think Chase Hansen is going to be better than Fred Warner. Ooh. That is Boom. hot. That's coming That's in. That's hot. Really wow. that is That's fire. Ri- bro, next thing you're going to tell me is that Zane Anderson is going to be better than Chase Hansen. <laughs> Zane Train? Zane train, Zane bro. Train. No, okay. So that's saying a lot because I think that Fred Warner is probably the best BYU linebacker to come through in the last twenty years. I I, I think he's better than Kyle Vanoy. Oh yeah, I like that. No, I agree. I and just I think that he's underappreciated because of the way that he was utilized. Yeah. I think his skill set is better than Kyle. I think he's a better athlete than Kyle. I think he has more football knowledge and awareness mm-hmm. than Kyle. Kyle's just a freak athlete that made a lot of plays. Right. Against in big games. Yeah. I think this is so this is my reasoning, okay? I I think I don't think Okay. <laughs> I missed the joke, but uh no, it's just Chase Hansen. Can you not hear the music or like the noise? The fire? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I noticed it the first time. Um it's no, it's just Chase is gonna have a really good team around him to help. And I think he's going to get Well, that's wh- that's why I think done. Kyle Vanoy is so appreciated and Fred so underappreciated. I mean, I'm not taking it away that Kyle Vanoy is a great linebacker. Right. Part of his greatness came from one his team around him because mm-hmm. he was playing with uh top 5 draft pick in Ziggy Ansah. Oh yeah. Uh two NFL caliber safeties, one unfortunately didn't make it because Liz Frank reared her ugly head while he was in training camp. Mm-hmm. Um a couple I other Liz Frank. <laughs> a couple other um linebackers who got some time in the league. Yeah. And you know, two of the best corners in BYU recent history. Um probably the two best since BYU's gone independent. Um, Kyle Vanoy had a really good team around him, and he, he just got he was really good at freelancing. I mean, he if you watch what he did, he he never really played in the scheme that Broncos set up for him. He just kind of did his own thing and just made it work. Um, if he didn't make it work, I mean, he wouldn't be considered as great as he did. He was a and really good freelancer. Though. He was a really good freelancer, yeah. But and Fr- Fred didn't have that luxury. Fred did what was asked of him to do in the defensive scheme. And he did it in both a 3-4 and a 4-3. He was very successful in both. We saw his numbers drop off after the Tuiaki defense switched over because he was asked to be basically a nickel back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Chase Hansen's going to be better than Fred Warner. That's what I'm saying. They, yeah. I like Chase a lot, but I'm sorry, Chase, I disagree. Fred's really good. <laughs> Chase, I got your back, bro. Um, I think Chase can be really good, though. I, I think he's an NFL linebacker. <laughs> Bring back the fire. Um, okay, so Utah, Utah State. I guess next week, did they decide what they're going to do as far as Weber State and SEU goes? Uh, Rod Brother. is going up to Weber State tomorrow to go speak with Jay Hill. And sometime this week, Jeremiah will be speaking with Demario Warren. We're going to do a brief kind of preview for kind both, of combining both of them. them. Yeah, kind that's of kind of sad, them. but the, we've never done one before, so sure. it's exciting. Yeah, it's 
Go ahead. And, and, and like the one thing with SUU is their offense is completely back except for the quarterback. And yeah, except for Patrick Tyler. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're, the expected starter, Aaron Zoylan, is a transfer from Hawaii. So SUU may have been, been picked sixth in the conference to finish there, but – there, but they were also picked like fifth and seventh in the years that they won the Big Sky. Mm-hmm. So they're look they're they're looking to have a good team, and even their defense is still stacked, mm-hmm. despite losing Mike Needham and Robert Torgerson. So they should still have a good year. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to beat Weber again, because Weber's we, going to be really good again. It's well, in Cedar City this year, though. Well, and also they lost the, their quarterback. So was the playoff Although game. the last time they, the last two last times they year. played in Cedar City, they lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so maybe that's could, a bad thing. Because SU beat Weber pretty soundly up in Ogden, but then when playoff, why did they play at Utah at Maverick Stadium? That's kind of weird. <laughs> Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> Sorry, I just killed. Go ahead, Kurt. But but yeah, like going up up to Ogden. SU beat them pretty soundly, but then when playoff time came around, uh, Stephon Cantwell was back, and SU couldn't get a thing going, and Weber's offense just was absolutely amazing. Uh, Cantwell rushed for over 100 yards. Cantwell in, was great. In that game. Yeah. Did Ca- Cantwell graduate? Uh, yeah, Cantwell's yeah, graduated. Yeah, he did. I also like I how— he's one of the most I like how SUU yeah. boy here— I, I like how SUU boy called him Stephon Cantwell. Yeah. Stephon He's from Cant- South Jordan. His name's Stephen. Stephen Cantwell. I thought it was yeah, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Stephen or Stephen. It's not Stephan? It's definitely it's not, not Stephan. No, it, it's S-T-E-F-A-N. It's not Stephan. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. I, but but even like like Braden Miles there, was he looked pretty good in, in the time that he played during the playoff game. Yeah. And Weber State almost beat the number one team in the FCS. Mm-hmm. Weber is, I think, like the seventh-ranked team right now for FCS. They're going to be good, and SUU is just trying to fight off the whole, yeah, we're young, but so, but we can be good thing. Um, can I ask you? We I have some a homeboy FCS playing down there, there. Uh, SUU, my boy TJ Wind. Where is he looking at in the uh, running back group? Do you know? Uh, he's behind a lot of guys. They, they've got Jay Green Jr. back, uh, James Falila's back. Uh, it's Jan- possible he's not playing running back anymore. I know he was right. signed as a running back. And James has his brother that's coming down. I think he's going on a Mormon mission first, though. But, I mean, James was a beast when he played for Kearns. He rushed for over 2,000 yards his senior year. And, J- and Jay Green is just really dynamic. And Falila might be moving to fullback. I heard because he's just big. Well, that, for the SCS level, that that would not surprise me because yeah. I mean he's always been a bit of a bully when when it comes to his running style. Yeah, he, no, he's I'd, very just straightforward. Get, get yeah, out, north get south. out of he's, my way. He's a great he's a great running back. He can he can carry the rock like crazy, but he's mm-hmm. also so big that they might just be able to throw him on the field as a fullback. Yeah. And yeah, and that and that, that wouldn't surprise me. And their receiving core is supposed to be really good this year too with Logan Parker, just. SU is looking good on paper, but it's I, I don't know if they're going to be except as for good that quarterback at, spot. Well, even there, it, it looks pretty good when you have a Hawaii transfer. Yeah, Hawaii. We know what what's been going on with them, but yeah, it's still an FBS, FBS, still, but, FBS. But, yeah. but a, still but Division One. Yeah, a Division One transfer from a school that's usually pretty renowned for their offense. Yeah, where. Th- 
but I, I still don't know if on paper they're as good as Weber and even on the field they're as good as Weber State. Yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. But we didn't talk about the most important acquisition that the Thunderbirds got this offseason, and it is the signing of one McKay Pet. <laughs> as well as his burner Twitter account, at Rod Zundel. <laughs> at Ron Zundel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've Shout spoken about Zundel. it for a few weeks. McKay, who never made an appearance on the podcast while he worked at KSL yeah, because McKay. he always said he had stuff going on. What do you have going on at one in the morning besides <laughs> sleeping, McKay? Gosh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, anyway, no, McKay is going to be putting out some fire videos, and Kurt said that he's going to volunteer to help him out a little bit and possibly piggyback off that for some assignments. Oh, absolutely. Respect. I, I kind of dig that. Hey, I'm in for that. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. But, yeah, I'm just I'm, – I'm excited that football's back, and it's going to be – you know, a lot of these teams are going to be in for a fight to uh, really compete this year. Um fight on the gridiron but we're going to kind of pivot to a uh, from a fight on the gridiron to a fight on the uh, big screen we're going to okay. talk is that a segue it's a segue is that a segue it's a segue uh top 10 movie fights okay so i was watching happy gilmore this morning uh with my lovely wife and on our uh, lawn chairs because we don't have a couch right now <laughs> Um, and I was watching the part. That's a story for another pod. Yeah, that's a story for another pod. I sold my couch a month ago thinking I ordered one online. It was supposed to be here over a month ago. Still hasn't come. It's supposed to ship on Friday. Where'd you buy it from? It's called, well, I'm not going to say, because oh, I don't want to put them on blast. Them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if we ever get them as a potential sponsor, I, I'm excited about the couch. They just... If it's not here, a, in, if it's not here in like three weeks, then we'll put them on blast. They had a really, really, really good sale going on. And so okay. a ton of people ordered them, and that's gotcha. what happened. Uh, but we were watching Happy Gilmore, and I got to the part where uh, <laughs> Happy is playing a pro-am tournament with Bob Barker, one Bob Barker. Right. They're paired And up. at one point, Happy just loses it because uh, some fan keeps saying, you suck, jackass. <laughs> Just all the way up and down the course, and Bob Barker's getting on his case. He's not playing good. And so finally, he just takes on Bob Barker. And I said, I thought to myself in that moment, this is the best movie fight of all time. You can't top this. (laughs) See, that is like the best one line after a fight. The price is wrong what? We can't say this on the pod. We don't want an explicit tag. But if you've seen the movie, you know what it is. It's a classic line. And so I put together a top ten list of my favorite. And the price is wrong. <laughs> you totally missed. So I <laughs> like hit the front end of it. So I put together a list of my top oh, ten great. all-time movie fights. Okay, so let me let me ask you real quick. Top 10 movie fights, it's like one-on-one then, right? Or basically if it's like one person just slaughtering like tons of people. Like Anakin against okay. the uh, younglings. In the younglings. Star Wars. The Jedi. <laughs> no, I'm just Jedi kidding. Citos. That's not in there. That's not in there. Okay, okay. Um, but it's basically like if there's just so much uh, badassedness. Um, badassery? Badassery. Uh, that it can be one individual taking on a large group. Okay. Um, so where did Bob Barker rank the Bob Barker happy fight? This is number one. Okay. Okay. So spoiler alert, we're giving away number one off the top because I had to give the backstory. For okay. <sighs> but starting at number 10. Okay. All right. Start at 10. From Kingsman, the secret service, 
Agent Galahad versus the Baptist Church hate group, where basically he just goes in and like kills an entire this congregation. <laughs> this is so underrated. So horribly it's underrated. So good. So this is this this I know I'm saying this should be ten. Oh, this is like top six. But let me tell you this. <laughs> When you get, I mean, there are some fights that I left out. I immediately, when I tweeted this out, I had three people tweet at me and say, you, uh, you left out a certain fight and it was all the same one. I'm not going to say what it was, um, but three different people tweeted me the exact same fight. Um, okay. So like, Galahad. Wait. So like they said it missed the list. Yeah. Okay. It should be on this list. Okay. Keep, keep, keep going. Um, and I'm the only guess reason I didn't is. include it is because I haven't seen that movie yet. Oh, okay. Um, number nine, uh, Brendan. And Tommy from Warrior, the two brothers, uh, the whole movie builds up to them eventually meeting up and fighting um, in this UFC MMA match. Right. It's all right. Um, I put that at number nine. Tom Hardy, right? It's no Galahad versus the church, though. Um, Number eight from Kill Bill Volume 1, The Bride versus The Crazy 88. That's a good one. That's That's a a great action sequence. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Number seven, Rocky versus Creed, bout number one. From okay. the first Rocky movie, absolutely, always okay. Um, right. Number six, Maximus versus Commodus, in uh, from Gladiator. Which one's Commodus? Commodus is the uh, emperor. Oh it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. So basically, yeah. If spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, Maximus gets stabbed before, and he still just goes and wrecks him. Mm-hmm. Um, hot take, not top ten. It, it's not that's even the best m- fight. So, it's not the best fight content-wise from that movie. Oh, God. It's the most mem- most memorable, and it's the peak moment of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. moving on from all right. Okay. 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 I'm, Number, I'm disagreeing with this one. But that's okay. okay. That's okay. Number five, um, from uh, Fight Club, um, Ed Norton's unnamed character, uh, Tyler Durden, maybe because that's like spoiler alert. That's like who he is on the inside. <laughs> if you haven't seen um, Fight Club, sorry, by now. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you haven't seen Fight Club by now, first rule: go home and watch Fight Club. And second, it makes me feel better because I don't ever see movies like ever. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to quote like one line from it, but I can't. Uh, um, it's the it's the guy from like the crying uh, <laughs> thing, and he like goes and like gives him a hug, and he's just yeah. like he has yeah. <laughs> That movie's great. Um, okay, so it's uh, Ed Norton's unnamed character versus Angel Face, which is played by uh, Jared Leto. Thir- yeah, Jared Leto, thirty seconds to uh, Mars, front man. Um, number four. Uh, this is based off a real fight: Jake LaMotta versus Sugar Ray Robinson from uh, Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. I think really underrated because of how old the movie is. But the, when you go the real back, fight was better though. And what they were able to accomplish um, in 1980 from that movie, like the camera work and everything, that oh, movie's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, that's something that we'd see standard in our day because we have GoPros that we can strap to right. our heads. But that movie's unbelievable. Um, number three, from The Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso versus Johnny Lawrence. Danny versus Johnny. Nice. That's a good one. And it was a that's segue a for, you know, one of the greatest series to come out in 2018. Which I haven't seen, by the way. I'll let you borrow my YouTube Red account. I don't know if I'll ever see that. Uh, Number two, Rocky versus Ivan Drago. Rocky versus Eric Mika. When Rocky ended the Cold War. I mean, he saved America. He saved America. By beating Eric Mika. He beat Eric Mika one-on-one in a fight. Congratulations, Rocky. That makes the fight even better, uh, to be honest. As we've said before, number one is Happy Gilmore versus Bob Barker. Um, What are we missing? So the one that I... uh, the one that I had tweeted at me three times was Achilles versus Boagrius oh. from Troy. 
Mm, um, I haven't that. seen Troy. Um, I've attempted to watch it a couple a times one. over the last few weekends. I don't know if it's but top it's a ten. Three-hour movie long. Three-hour-long movie. Is that the one with um, Troy? Is that the one with freaking Brad Pitt? Angelina's yeah. husband. Okay. I don't know but, if I want to see that. I mean, so this was kind of a <laughs> tough list to put together because originally I just wanted to do boxing movies. Oh. Um, but then, like, as I started to think about it, like, that, like, Baptist church scene from Kingsman oh, is so good. unbelievable. So like, good. honestly, is like, one of the best movie choreographed, best choreographed movie scenes that I've seen in a so long good. time. It's so good. I mean, basically, like, that's the 2016 or whatever the movie came out equivalent to... Raging Bull and like what Raging Bull was able to accomplish. Okay. Um, I think that 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 movie just like the action sequences in it are unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I I thought about that. I thought about the whole like Kill Bill, you know, the bride versus the crazy eighty eight. Like that's just unbelievable. Like where she's like jumping on top of swords and stuff like that. And well, like we kind of. So I really like that you put that in there because I really like that scene. Yeah. But also, like, we could have included a bunch of, like, kung fu movies. Oh, and, yeah, like, totally. And, like, I, I mean, it was limited to movies that I've seen. And I haven't seen, like, a lot of, like, kung fu movies. I mean, I'm sure Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee totally deserve to be on this list. Unfortunately, I haven't seen a lot sure. of their movies. Um, and I don't want to act like I know what I'm talking about yeah. when I don't, you know? So, um, but, like, other scenes that I put in there, like, if we're going to expand this a little bit, uh, you got to put like Obi Wan versus Anakin from the from uh, Star Wars Episode Three, purely from, based off of the uh, hype to it. Yeah, well, the That's whole true. thing is like or Obi Wan and Qui Gon versus Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, the prequels suck, but they have the two best lightsaber lightsaber fights in the entire series. Yeah, I think. True. Well, until until uh, Ray and uh, Kylo. Um, have you Kylo even seen Episode Eight freaking. yet? Which one's episode eight? The Last one that Jedi. sucked. The Last Jedi? The one I'm talking Spoiler about? Spoiler alert, the one where Obi-Wan died. Or not Obi-Wan, <laughs> sorry, Luke died. <laughs> no, I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. No, that's the one, right? That's the one with the Kylo and uh, Ren. Where they're like fighting together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where they're just- That was pretty cool. The Praetorian that Guards. Was, that's what that, I'm talking that about. That was a cool yeah. scene. Yeah. So that's the scene that I'm talking about. That's like probably my favorite. No, that was really- I thought that was- Time will tell us it stays. Really cool. Spoiler alert. The Praetorian Guard scene is even better if you put the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack over it. Hey, so actually let me tell you something that's I, even better. I'm so much that. better. It's going to be better when they reshoot the movie because there's a <laughs> Kickstarter going right now to completely remake The Last Jedi because fans hated it so much. Well, they could just recut it. Didn't um, What's his name from that 70s show? Um, Topher Grace. Yeah. Didn't he recut um, – was it Star Wars? I th- I'm pretty sure it was Star Wars. I don't want to. Well, uh, VidAngel, um, famed Provo company, uh, actually does have a filter where they remove Jar Jar from the prequel from series. From the movie? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay, so Bless their hearts. I'm pretty sure this is the case. Um, but Topher, <laughs> Topher Grace, he like re-edited the first three Star, Star Wars, Wars into one movie. Really? Something like that. Yeah. I'll have to look that You'll up. You'll have to look that up. Um, but yeah, are there any other movie fights that you guys would include in this? Besides Star you Wars can stuff? Think of, besides like um, Star Wars, are there any other boxing movies? I mean, we could put um, obviously like any Rocky fight can go in there. Creed Creed's had some really good fights. By the way, I, I will see Creed 2 when it comes out. Oh, I told my wife, so our kid is like due the week that Creed 2 comes out. I told my wife, like, if you go into labor 
and I have tickets to go see that movie, I'm leaving for two hours because I have been waiting my entire life to see Apollo Creed's son avenge his father's death at the hands of Ivan Drago. Oh, man. And so I literally am so excited for this. Bless your wife's heart. Oh, it's my wife's a saint. The fact that she even married me is like, <laughs> I don't know. Right? So with yeah. fights, and I know that this one is a little out there for going on any less, but and I haven't oh, seen... Oh, I like the word that's coming. I, ha- I haven't seen a- any of those movies that you mentioned except for, ha- for Happy Gilmore. Which explains how <laughs> much of a life I still don't have, despite watching. You're movies. a young guy, but Kurt. I have a homework assignment for you after you leave your internship. <laughs> you got to go watch. You haven't seen Rocky? No, and I know how sad that is. I I truly know how sad Kurt, that is for a guy that loves sports as much as you do. I know. You need to watch Rocky. I know. And before Creed Two, I'm going through every single one. Oh, that's a good move. So before Creed Two, because I saw the trailer and it looked awesome. Yeah. But one one fight scene that I actually enjoyed just based off of the hype to it was Bucky, Steve Rogers, and oh, to- and Tony oh yeah, Stark. Like, yes. yeah, that was actually a pretty good fight scene just based That's off true. of the hype to it. So. Oh, I mean, and we didn't even include Marvel stuff, huh? I mean, I yeah. s- we talked about not yeah. including Star I mean, Wars. So I mean, the fight with Thanos, like, is that I mean, really a fight? <laughs> I. There, uh, Winter Soldier, good. like maybe we good. need to maybe we need to uh, like reset the boundaries on this and then come back with this. I like that and uh, well, rethink th- this because if we're gonna go every movie, like I mean, superhero movies are always gonna have bigger, more epic yeah. fights, sure, right, sure, than sure. anything else. I mean, Batman v Superman, yeah, Batman v Superman. I'm not even gonna say Batman v Superman. I'm gonna say Batman versus Liam Neeson in. Uh, Oh and, yeah, uh, Batman Begins. You know, Absolutely. like that's a great fight. Or even uh, yeah, um, yeah. uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Um, you know, Batman versus uh, Bane. Yeah, you know, is a really good fight as well. Um, but it is the greatest. May, so maybe fight we need to re- Zachary. <laughs> maybe we need to reset these boundaries and maybe just Doesn't make it like no fighting movies because there's a, okay. so many boxing movies out there. Um, I might even include like. Um, like we should do like, like Cinderella man or like million dollar baby Ooh, or dollar like, um, we could even do like the wrestler. Um, like yeah. there are a lot of like the final, the final wrestling scene from Nacho Libre. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't include Anchorman in this. Like Anchorman's oh, yeah. just absolutely epic. I mean, Brick killed a guy. So maybe he should leave. There's like, ju- there, there's seriously just so many movies out there. So we need to reset the boundaries and revisit this topic in the future. Absolutely. Um, and basically like maybe we can make different lists based on like, okay, these guys have weapons. These guys have superpowers. Right. This, this is, is a just a fight. fist fight. And then we can do like group fights. <laughs> right. Excellent. And then, so we're going to make this massive list guys. Oh, that sounds great. Of like 50 plus movies <laughs> split up into five or six. Let's do, categories. do you think we could do like, instead of top 10, 25, is that too much? I think like a for top some 10, topics it could be se- se- so po- several different top tens and then like an overall top t- twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that idea. I like That's that idea. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Well, one one of these subcategories that I want to bring up with you guys is the possibility for an all verbal fights list. <laughs> all verbal fights. Yeah, yeah. So huh. so so fights that are you know uh, like a, calls- war, a war of worlds. A war of words. If yeah. You will. Okay. So, okay. So here's like an example of that that happened to me today. 
Apparently it was National Sister Day, and my sister <laughs> tweeted out Happy National Sister Day and tagged me in it. So the shade. Thanks, Sarah. So that's that's a words. I like that. Here you go. But but I do think that in the top five on this top ten or top twenty five or whatever uh, verbal altercations, we have to include a special shout out to Utah's finest homegrown movie. <laughs> it's easy when you play with a bunch of rejects and a uh, fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. Would you say crap face? I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Mm. Except for Rodriguez, you're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Come on! Sad part is I haven't seen Diamond this. Porter. Good enough to listen okay, to we're gonna please. slap you after this. Hold on. <laughs> Shut up, idiot! Moron! Scab eater! Butt sniffer, yeah. pus licker, fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your weeds with your mama's toe jam. Yeah. <laughs> you pop grapples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. What did you say? You heard me. <laughs> Tomorrow. Noon. At our field. Get the buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee drinking crap face. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, That's hot oh. fire coming from the, uh, so as, Rod, as Rod puts it, the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> so. Um, the original sh- noob call. Yeah, shifting forward. To uh, or looking forward to Friday, there's a big event going on in Utah at the Bees game. Hell's it's the yeah. 25th anniversary of the Sandlot, and uh, we're gonna try and get some interviews with the fat one, <laughs> or any of them that want to talk to us. As Rod would say, that's not me saying that. Sorry, Hampino, I love you, bro. But Patrick Renna is his Patrick name. Renna. <laughs> Rod Zundel goes. I just want an interview with the fat one. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my goodness, he's Only actually Rod. pretty skinny now. I mean, he's grown up. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. Um, he's looks like an average guy he kind of just looks like a larger version of like a taller version of himself yeah he's slimmed down though yeah Yeah. i mean but um (laughs) no this movie like it's it's kind of amazing like how similar he still looks like yeah can we talk about growing out of any okay so let's shift focus let's talk about how the intern has not seen the sand whoa whoa, whoa, wait wait wait. let's talk the sand lot for a minute we're going to include this in the exit interview Okay. okay the exit interview we're doing an exit interview today oh man live on the podcast an exit interview no, like no bars held back. Like, no, no holds it's barred. Be barred. No holds barred. Yeah, yeah. whatever. That's I'm what not say, good right? with these sayings. Yeah, I, I am officially going to give verbal permission since there is not written permission for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, the Sandlot is like one of the, it's, you know, it's probably a top three sports movie of all time. Um, I'm all right. So here's the question: Is the Sandlot a sports movie? It is, or yes. is it a life movie? That just happens to involve sports. No, it, it can Isn't be that both. What every sports no. movie is though. absolutely. You, yeah, if you if you, I mean, if you consider the Sandlot a life movie that happen as happens to have sports in it, then you have to consider like Brian's song to be the same thing. Well, basically, if you're saying that, um, if you're gonna try and tell me the bullcrap that uh, <laughs> the Sandlot isn't a sports movie, then you're probably one of those guys that thinks that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. <laughs> I, I cannot argue be, with that. That'll be another, another, another. So <laughs> I cannot argue with that. But as as a fan of the greatest Christmas movie of all time, which is Die Hard, 
Um, <laughs> I can't argue with that. I, mean, I saw an argument on Twitter from uh, Bill Simmons. He was trying to say Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, that's, that's the a stupidest. That's no. a hot take. That is a hot take. Um, but The Sandlot, to me, is probably my favorite sports movie as a kid that shifted in my teen years to uh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, but yeah. the Sandlot was literally like a third parent to me because I watched that movie so many times that I think my parents could probably plot me down in front of the TV and let me watch it and go out and run some errands. And then you'd still and be I there. Was, yeah, I would still be there. I couldn't take my eyes off of this movie anytime I'd watch it. And it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it. You just want to keep watching it. Like, that movie's so good. And the fact that it was shot here in Utah, which I didn't find out till I was like 10 or 11, is amazing to me. It's The Sandlot was the first movie that... I would quote like you would drop quotes with your friends and laugh about it because you all knew where it came from. Yeah. You know, you play ball like a girl is one of those. Yeah. And like as a baseball player, like we would we used Sandlot quotes until we were 18 between, you know, all the other colorful language that we were using. Like it was either (laughs) shout um, out to Coach Henry on on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Henry. Everything that you taught me. Um, (laughs) And more importantly, (laughs) shout out to Wendy Peppercorn. Yes, shout oh out to Winnie Peppercorn. But for real, like, it was either like dirty jokes, swear words, or quotes from uh, the Sandlot is right. what we were saying on the ball field. You know, I mean, even if you like, even if you haven't seen the Sandlot, okay, like, even my wife who hasn't seen the Sandlot, she's familiar with the the quote that's like forever. Yeah, for and when I told her that's from the Sandlot, she's like, "What is the Sandlot?" Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like it. Tra- there's quotes and things in the movie that transcend. I'm the gonna movie have itself. you sign divorce papers before <laughs> you leave tonight because, I mean, my wife doesn't love the Sandlot. She's at least seen it. Yeah, like she's at least seen it. Uh, for for what it's worth, Emma, my wife hasn't seen the Sandlot either. <laughs> she's out there. Fair enough. Somewhere. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, yeah, I think that Sandlot is one of the greatest movies, and the fact that we are just finding this out about Kurt. Means oh, that we didn't do a very good. good job as like internship providers. Uh, um, <laughs> but I mean, Kurt, how would you gauge your internship experience with KSL? Hopping right into the exit interview. Wow! Yeah, that was unexpected. I don't know. Like, I I quite enjoyed my time here. Uh, when I first got here, it, it was a lot of the archiving and being the coffee guy you know (laughs) yeah but i mean i I fully expected that and then as i kind of went on i stopped archiving and i was kind of in that chair and trying to just watch you guys work your magic on the (laughs) videos and then now i'm kind of getting out of my bubble as i'm leaving yeah so but it's can't I mean, like, you weren't here very long. Like, no intern is here very long. So it's like... I felt like it was short-lived, though. Like, how, how many weeks were you here? Ten? Uh, I started beginning of June. Okay. Around. So about okay. ten weeks. Um, yeah. So I uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but I came... Yeah, I was an intern at KSL. Intern. Yeah, I started yeah. Inter- as an intern in January. And after I graduated from college, um, luckily there was an opening. I was hired. Yeah. Um, but... Did you feel the same way? Like as, did you go through the same thing like that Kurt was ex- explaining? Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of runs for like things that we didn't feel like doing. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that. And um, one thing that I so this was my 
third internship when I interned here at KSL. Mm -hmm. And it was my fifth overall experience working in a media place. I don't know if that's the same for you, Kurt, or if this first was your time. first. First. Okay. Um, so a lot of times, like your first internship, like that's the experience that you'll get. But if you have another internship opportunity, you're going to be able to take what you learned from KSL mm -hmm. and jump right into things. Right. Um, so my first internship experience was with ESPN 960, which eventually turned into a job um, where I was basically like a quote unquote beat writer for our web product slash audio product where I was covering BYU football for all the games and practices as well as the basketball and baseball teams. Um, and when I first, yeah, when I first got on, literally I would have to run to the gas station to go buy, uh, my boss, like an Arnold Palmer or like <laughs> a water bottle, or like I'd go and like pick up his cubbies order or, right. you know, like pick up food for him. But, uh, as I kind of got into my own, like you were saying, as you get into your own and you kind of learn a thing or two, um, you show that you have value that you can add yeah. and they appreciate that. Absolutely. And by being able to add value, they're going to give you more opportunities. And so that loss, that helped me get my first job in the media or my first paid job in the media. And, um, yeah, I went from there to, uh, uh, I was able to get a job at BYU TV as a line producer. Um, and, uh, then from KU TV to here at KSL and, yeah, it was just a good experience, and um, every internship's different, but I feel like you can take what you learned and apply it to your next internship and your next job right. and so on. I mean, we, we we had you – I remember we had you shoot a bees game, right? Because um, I actually shot two. You shot bees two? Because okay. you guys had me go all alone one time, uh -huh. and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? But like? it, it was – I'm going to – sorry, I'm going to jump ahead before he answers. It was really good. Like the highlights that you brought right. back were awesome. Yeah, yeah, you did a good job. I I just have to give a shout out to Russ Mayo at PG High for that one. Go Russ, because <laughs> that's the only way I know what I'm doing yeah. at all. Okay, go Russ. I don't know who that is. He, he's the digital media teacher okay. at uh, Pleasant Grove. That's cool. So shout out to Russ. Me and Kurt are both PG grads. So. Gotcha. Uh, all these Utah County boys. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so shooting, I've seen you do some editing. You did some editing today too. Um, a bit. Uh, is a bit. this, so is this what you want to do? Do you want to be like a producing kind of person so, in media or? So like when I first came here, my whole dream was being like a on air talent, like a okay. play by play announcer or color commentator. Cause I did that my junior year of high school. Uh huh. And I'm not sure if you guys have noticed because people tell me they don't notice this, but I have like a stutter. Oh, I didn't and know that. So my junior year of high school, I just got on the radio one day with my friend. Uh -huh. he, they they were covering a, a basketball game, and I stayed at at PG High and covered uh, the girls' game. Wow! And I just popped in and recapped the game and. Cool. I just kind of stuck around for for all the games from from then on out, and I didn't have much of a stutter then. You loved it. Yeah, and I absolutely I absolutely lo loved it because I mean, I don't play that competitive of sports. Right. Once, I mean, I, I caught a for football, 
I caught a pass from from Dallas Lloyd in a practice, and then I never played again <laughs> because I Lloyd. sucked so bad. Yeah, it was like my sophomore year, and he was off to, to Stanford, but I caught one pass and quit. That's tight. But, Shouts to Stanford, BT Dubs. <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> but like, so I I've never had a stutter when doing it, and then I think so when I got here, that was my whole dream. I've watched Jer and I've watched Rod since I was like eight years old. Oh wow. So I mean. KSL has kind of always been been the place that I've wanted to be. Man, those guys are hella old, huh? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no joke. I think Jer's first year was like 2005 or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. think that's the year I started paying attention to sports. <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. So, but, like, then it just, as I've gotten older, I've realized more things with life. And now doing a lot of or more producing stuff. At SUU and here, I've realized that, you know, that's kind of where I want to be because it keeps me a little more local around Interesting. my family. Yeah. Because my dad's got a, a job that takes him, him away and it's nowhere near yeah. sports, but it's hard to have him gone. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that for whoever my future family is. Uh-huh. So this sports producing, you know, I can stay pretty local. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll work nights, but I'm local. I can hang out with my family. And honestly, that that's what I like because you still have got to, got to dissect plays and all yeah. that. So, I mean, it's everything I love about this field as well as keeping my personal life there. Yeah, that's it's really interesting that you say that because, like, Jer and Rod even, like – so when you're a talent, when you're on air or whatever, once you're on air somewhere, you could stay there forever. Mm-hmm. And that requires other people that want to work in that field to move somewhere else. Like Jer was in Grand Junction. Yeah. Rod was at Channel 2 for a little while. Well, he was in Idaho before he was in Channel 2. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I mean, it's being on air, you pretty much have to leave to a really small market in order to get a job. And this is something that I kind of had to decide between. Uh-huh. Did I want to, when I, when I was graduating, um, as I was applying for jobs, was, okay, do I want to stay here local and kind of keep my life? And, um, I mean, we hadn't announced it yet, but we knew that my wife was pregnant. And so yeah. did we want to move away from family while my wife was pregnant? Or did we want to stay here and, you know, not start out in possibly not get an opportunity to ever get on the air if I stay here my entire career. Um, and it's it's a tough decision, and it's going to be something um, that, uh, you know, it's going to impact your career choices throughout your life. Um, but one piece of advice that I actually got from one of my professors at BYU as I was kind of weighing my decisions um, was that uh, just build a brand for yourself And it's a little bit harder to do as a producer because you're, you know, you're the unsung hero behind the scenes that pretty much the only time that you're noticed is when you make a mistake or you do something really great. Um, So just do more things that are great than mistakes uh, and build (laughs) a brand for yourself. Yeah. Like um, doing this podcast really helps uh, to kind of like build a brand and Mm -hmm. put yourself out there and get some experience doing stuff. 
Um, and that, that's what I was going to like yeah. lead up to was that like now it's like a new media like this. This era we live in is like now if you want to be talent, you also need to learn how to produce. You yeah, also right. need to cut and write and film sometimes. And like Jer does that all the time. And well, Jer started out as a producer reporter when he was first hired. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And like now that like you can do pods, you can do like minute with mads type stuff where yeah your it's just social like your, social, your media. social media game can just be like so on point um i mean it, it's not hard to just flip your camera around and record a stand-up yeah. now you know i mean it's not going to be the best quality but it's going to get you on on air experience so if you have that opportunity down the road yeah um and if you go to a, a company with a great digital platform you sure. can do digital packages with stand-ups and everything and produce it the same that you would as if you were a reporter and have put that towards a reel yeah and so like you know you're heading to suu soon right when do you head back down to school so with today possibly being my last day i've gotten until the 27th until school actually starts okay i'll be moving back down about the 16th or so cool well i mean you know we, we we've enjoyed having you here at the station um it's been great hopefully you learned some things from us you hopefully. know that that's one one of the weird things because i I could swear that people, when they walk by, all they would see me do is be on my phone playing like some random game or po- or Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> but that actually helped me out a lot to kind of just sit and watch because it it just allow allowed me to kind of see a good process of making those highlight reels or any tapes that Jaren Rod needed to have. Yeah. So sitting there and watching it's not effective for for everyone but for me it was just effective to be able to say okay what's this and then I, after a while i kind of said hey well, like what's like how did you get that in there yeah. what's that effect no that's cool so, no that's awesome well i was gonna say one thing that kurt did really well is that he wasn't afraid to ask questions yeah. where i think like a lot of people in internships are because um they're worried that like you know Maybe it could be a dumb question, but there really are no dumb questions when you're right. an intern. Um, and you can really take away a lot from just being curious. And um, that was one thing that helped me with my internship is I just asked you guys questions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dude, I like it was a pleasure having you um, when you head down to SUU. Bro, SUU is going to have some fire content coming yeah, out of there. Yeah, for real. Between for reals. Kurt and McKay. Between Kurt and McKay. If only I had the job that, that McKay had. Like, McKay is actually working with the, the football team. Right. I'm working with a TV class. Yeah. That's fine. Cause I Put mean, it together for the TV class, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, there's no excuse. Because, yeah, like, I'm there's no better way to get for them to get you for the football team to get your content then through the school itself, right. you know, they're like, Oh, right. this dude's creating fire videos. Like we should have him on helping us too. So like, yeah. Um, you know, best luck to you. Uh, thank you. Uh, SEUs, they have a good program at least to cover. So yeah. now, 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 I mean, everyone goes through peaks and valleys. It could be worse. You could be at BYU. Yeah, you could be graduating football class in Utah State. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. No, send more Utah State, or sorry, SUU students up to us, and uh, yeah, stay in touch. Absolutely. We're going to miss you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm going to guys here, too. Guys, I think there's only one more more way that we can really send Kurt out on a high note. On a fiery... 
Viking ship. Oh. Achievement unlocked. Internship <laughs> complete. Internship complete. Victory Royale. But a couple words of advice I'm going to leave before you go. Watch the Sandlot. Watch Rocky. Just sit down and just binge watch a just bunch of watch movies all those when you're not movies, working. Because I know you're working a lot to save up oh, some money right oh now. Oh, my gosh. But when you have some time, you can watch a movie every night as you're laying in bed, going to bed. Do you have a TV in your room? Fortunately. Okay, yeah. Cool. Connect that up to some Netflix and, dude, just watch watch uh, The Sandlot and watch Rocky. I need to. I've heard Also, so I can confirm, if you don't own The Sandlot, I have it pulled up right now, you can buy it for two ninety nine on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I don't buy all off of YouTube. <laughs> There's also a practical reason, too. Sorry, let me interdict this real quick. But there was – Rod told me – well, so we had this uh, basketball what, – what was it? It was a BYU game or something like that. And we were doing a basketball highlight or something. And Rod had the idea of putting in a clip from Hoosiers. Have you seen Hoosiers? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I knew what he was talking about. But, you know, Rod's old. And so I could see how someone else wouldn't understand what the heck he was talking about. And so, yeah, you're a sports guy, sports movies. Get her, get her done. Well, th- a- a- another sad thing for you guys to make fun of me for. The first time I saw <laughs> Friday Night Lights was a month ago. The movie That's- or the TV show? The movie. Have okay. you seen the TV show? No. Oh, okay. That's fair because the TV show's good. The TV show's good, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Sports beat after hours. So we have over an hour of hashtag content for you to listen to. Um, yeah, coming up this week we have uh, our SUU and Weber State previews. We got more fall camp coverage right. and football season's um, back. Yeah, Woo! football's back. And the 25th anniversary of the Sandlot. Go see it, Kurt. Wait, wait, for, wait. on Friday or like the actual movie? <laughs> so this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So for Sports Beat After Hours, I am Hemahe Muli. Junior, joined with joined by the uh, what was it? The internet Jesus Buddha <laughs> himself, Sean. Well, the internet Ayatollah. That's right. <laughs> the local Canuck Zach Hicken and our intern, former intern, former intern Kurt Meekum. Thanks Good for night, listening. Guys. Oh, come on, I know you can hear me.